Welcome to Startup Confidential. What food and beverage industry players will never tell you that you need to know if you're running a startup. Let's do this. Episode 41, The Death Funnel Revisited. I'll be honest. A serial entrepreneur I know very well listened to my very first podcast episode last year, the one with the same title as this one, and brutally mocked my exaggerated overdramatic language via SMS message. Of course, he hadn't looked at the data I've seen, so it made no sense to him that 80% of premium CPG brands can't make it past $500,000 in net revenue. It can't be that hard, can it? Of course, this is a millionaire dude we're talking about. Every year, there are dozens of new brands that shoot out to $1 million or so, skipping right over this glass ceiling for undercapitalized entrepreneurs. Not to mention the one to two unicorns a year that really skip over the funnel of death. These are almost all brands launched by serial entrepreneurs with vast wealth, access to vast seed monies, and tons of old boy connections in the industry. Yawn. If you email any of these cocky punks for free advice, don't be shocked if you get a link to my book on Amazon as their reply. Sorry. Sorry in advance. They're besieged. But the vast majority of CPG entrepreneurs have to start small. They can't afford massive initial production runs, and they aren't able to sell into enough stores to justify them. Increasingly, chain retailers want small businesses to start small. In regions or divisions first, anyways. So founders buy smaller runs until sales justify higher ones. In the beginning, the potential for supply chain sputters and gaps is very high as demand grows. It's messy. You'll need to buy your distributor wine or placate them with obsequious phone calls. You'll have to badger them to get retail orders filled as quickly as possible. All of this means that brands in the death funnel are negative EBITDA in almost all cases until they hit around $500,000 in net revenue. This is about when CPG brands are able to cover fixed costs of a small team, such as COGS, legal accounting, and other fixed fees, including any token founder's salaries that are usually embarrassing. They could still have negative EBITDA, but at least they're covering fixed costs. If this sounds crazy, that's because from a small business perspective, a small CPG startup is an absolutely crazy business model to take on. Sorry. Denying the financial risk is perhaps the best psychological strategy, as long as you and your family know your actual limits to your number of months making nothing. And it is that limit to non-wage earning, losing distributor slots, screwed up production runs that lead to out-of-stocks, cash flow inversions that cause you to miss command payments and get booted, etc. This is blood. Blood on your face. On your office floor. Blood on each pallet shipped out. And most brands flame out, unprepared for what it really takes to get to $500,000 as a couple of dudes or gals with less than 200 k in seed money. I've met lots of starry-eyed founders with premature booths at Expo West. They spend their entire annual marketing budget on an overpriced booth with shitty placement before they've let their local market help them finish their offering. If you look at my website now, it bears little resemblance to the one I started with in 2017. Why? Well, because I started with a rough draft that I knew wasn't complete. I, quote-unquote, used my early clients to learn about more about where I would best fit in within the ecosystem of early-stage brands. They got a super cheap rate. Good for them. I got as much out of it, if not more, than they did. I started with an unfinished offering, but I didn't go out and buy sponsorships at BevNet and New Hope and with home equity and supported my unfinished offering. I still wouldn't buy any of those sponsorships, FYI. <laughs> Talk about vanity spending. Instead, I stayed humble and researched. 
and I listened and observed. If you're in the death funnel between zero and half a million on your books in revenue, you want to get out of it as fast as possible because of the bloodletting. I get it. But this does not mean you can really afford to skip past the learning and iteration phase I discuss at length in my book, Ramping Your Brand. The challenge in getting through the funnel has a lot to do with the fact that you are very understaffed, yet have basically the same amount of variables to manage as a $5 million revenue brand. This leads to operational whack-a-mole and a highly reactive, fear-driven mindset very, very easily. And the latter is what dooms many new founders, because fear will guarantee poor short-term decision-making. I can't think of a better reason to have a simple one-page plan. Why? Because it keeps you focused on a very simple set of target numbers and focuses you on the long term, which for you is literally the end of the year. Without that end of year frame of reference, the day-to-day roller coaster of emotions could easily overwhelm you. Turning those end of year goals into month over month targets is a best practice for execution. It ensures that you have ways to measure your progress through the death funnel and up onto the ramp. If you're a founder interested in learning more about early stage planning, look, I teach a quarterly online course. You can register anytime on my site well in advance for limited slots. Just visit www.premiumgrowthsolutions.com slash webinars. And remember, folks, be safe out there. Dr. Richardson's new book, Ramping Your Brand, is available now on Amazon. Please check it out and spread the word. And don't forget also to take his Founders Quiz to see if your team is ready to ride the ramp of exponential growth. You can download the quiz at rampingyourbrand.com anytime. And feel free to share your scores with Dr. Richardson anytime at james at premiumgrowthsolutions.com.